McAvoy, little flick okay no. to Howe. Throw the ball. Essendon, no. I thought you'd throw it out. Mate, I literally can't throw okay, it out. Okay, well, I, not ours. Stand there, stand there. Young man with a big future. The 18-year-old has created something again. Get excited, Hawks fans. Brockman has two. O'Brien, can he get a sit? Not quite. Still, there's Hawks everywhere. More kicks the goal. Four in a row. Mark's been taken down there by O'Brien. Plays on. Touch play on. Phillips might kick his first goal. The Brown and Gold, he has. They've got six. Six unanswered goals. Liam Shields, 55 from home. Tall timber in the form of O'Brien. O'Brien grasps the moment, gives it a thorough shake. Hawthorne back in front. The Hawks from 40 points down under the master find a way. Well, the verdict is in and it's official. Footy is actually pretty good. The Hawks turned in a huge second half and in the end it was the slimmest of final margins that broke the hearts of Essendon supporters everywhere. And ain't it just the sweetest thing to be talking about it today here on the Hawk Talk Podcast. My name is Nick Mason and with me as always is my co-host who, oh well, I don't think he enjoyed every second of it, but only the seconds that counted right at the end. Good day, Tiz. I had a half-time meltdown, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, fairly miserable. Fueled by coke and pies and a little bit of alcohol, I was beside myself. And there was... I had to be, because I was the only hawk there. In my entire bay, I was the only one with Hawthorne colours on. Wow, see, uh, my brother and I, we had the uh, the pleasure of being surrounded by Hawk supporters. We at least had our tribe. Yeah, no, so see, I can't imagine how it would have been for you. That would have yeah, been no, awful. I, I got invited by a bomber mate who couldn't, <laughs> couldn't find anyone who'd go with him. Oh, so. that, that tracks. That tracks, actually. <laughs> Whatever it takes, Tiz. Fortunately... I had three vacant rows in front of me and then some more bomber supporters, so there was sort of... I could say what I liked, which yeah, is protection. pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> and did you? I, I did. Oh, what, I had, the third I had some go? rippers. No, I had some rippers in the second at the umpire oh. because that was ridiculous, some of the umpiring decisions. Yeah. It was, it was especially bad in the first. It really sustained itself over the course of the game. And I may have told Clarko what I thought as he came down. Ooh, big man. <laughs> Well, he walked there. I, I just said, uh, I think there was one moment where they let them... There was a kick-in. We we finally missed one because we were kicking very, very well. They had a kick-in and uh, yeah. they just strolled out to the 50. Yeah, remember that, that? Yes, I do remember that. And I, yeah, yeah. That, I was a little bit apoplectic, to yeah, be quite honest. No, completely fair enough. Well within your rights. And then everything turned around. How? How turned around as well. Yeah. <laughs> right, turn himself around and go right back to Box Hill. Oh, I tell you what, it, talk about a, a, a game of two halves. It's a, yeah. such a cliche, but Hawthorne looked okay in the first term. Uh, got an early goal by Segler and then Harry Morrison continued some very good form out of the practice yes. matches. Yep. Finished with a couple of goals, yep, but that was, a, that was uh, a lovely little bit of play and Tom Phillips was involved and mm-hmm. he looked like a Hawthorne player through and through pretty quick, didn't he? Yep. But in the first quarter, Merritt and Heppel were just doing everything and then yes. we sat on them for the rest of the game. They weren't a problem. The second mm. quarter came along and then it was bloody Ash McGrath and uh, the new bloke they just got out of GWS, Jai Caldwell. Mm. And they just put us to the sword. Him and Draper and uh, the midfield looked shot. And in the dark, there were a couple of guys that pushed themselves to try and impact the game. Mm. And I thought um, I thought Timmy O'Brien mm. in that first half, he went for everything. Not much of it came off. No, right? <laughs> that's important but, to point out. But he kept trying, didn't he? Yeah, and no, I'll give him that. I was critical of him at halftime, but he was having a go. Like like people are talking about Cozzy and, and how he how he positioned his body well and he's in the right positions and gave Timmy a chop out, especially at the right moment, right at the end. <laughs> That's right. But um, Timmy was getting baked by two defenders each time. Yeah, they, and, they had him fairly well covered. And uh, looking back on it now, <laughs> I may have been a little too, uh, too hard on Timmy because not only did he keep presenting... But in that second half, he turned it around. And would Mm. you like to hazard a guess at Timmy's disposal efficiency? I know what it is because I looked it up. 
And it's a very impressive 100%. 100% disposable. It's very impressive. It doesn't get that better is, than that. that is, it's perfect, listeners, basically. That's all you need to know about that. <laughs> Just incredible. I think he's the only one. He's the only hawk that ran at 100%. Yeah, he is. Uh, second to him was um, Liam Shields and Cole Hartigan. But um, yeah, that's another bloke, Liam Shields. I mean, mm. they're talking about Tom Mitchell and Jager Ramirez, the guys that turned the game, but Liam Shields played out the whole he game did. and he was yeah. very good. Yeah, he was very good and obviously played that key moment of delivering the ball to Timmy for the final so, shot. So I saw it as that second quarter, the leadership or the old heads in the crew didn't really show up. Yeah, it's true. And then after half time, something stirred them and... Dylan Moore, who'd only had one touch to halftime, decides, all right, I'm here, I'm back. <laughs> well, here's the thing. You say it was the old heads. I'd say it's a combination of the old and the new, or the, the, the younger at least. Um, Dylan Moore, yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about it in terms of the stats. Three goals and a quarter. 14 touches. <laughs> yeah. That is one of the best quarters of footy I've seen in some time. 14 out of the 19 touches with one to half time. So he only has, he only has four in the last quarter. So do you think Clarko had a talking to him specifically? Is that your rocket for Dylan Moore well, at half time? He, he needed something. Like, yeah. you, can't, you can't let a bloke like that just run around not having an impact. Yeah, exactly. And he's, uh, you know, he knows he's on, a th- on thin edge. He's got... Wingard and Gunston waiting in the wings he needs to produce. Yeah. yeah, he's playing for papers at the end of the year to sign. But, you know, at that point, you might as well have Connor Downey on the field, which I'm sure we'll mention later, that being his so-called debut game. But if you're only having about a touch to half time, you're starting to look at the medical sub going, gee, I reckon the other bloke on the pine might give us a little more than that. But I think it's bigger than that. I think they were so far behind mm. that Clark agreed... Yeah. With McRae and said, okay, <laughs> we can attack now. What do you reckon? <laughs> reckon we can attack? Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> And true. it worked. I mean, they were under so much pressure in that defensive 50, Essendon. It was terrific. Um, having said that, the the inside 50s, we lost them for the game. Did we? Hmm. And they had more inside 50s in that quarter than we did. Oh. In that third quarter. In the third quarter. So our Jeez. efficiency was far exceeding what they could do. Yeah. And we were just so quick. Yeah. Like, over the over the last two years, we've been bemoaning how slow we are to attack. I'm telling you, it's a shift in philosophy. You look back to our draft period and our recruiting strategy, our direction, I think, is plain to see. And I think it's... I think it's begun. I think they're trying to work in that direction where it's all about being nimble and just getting everything moving. And you'll see in the first half, we tried to go up the guts with pace Mm. and uh, it was a little bit too predictable. Yeah. But in the second half, we sort of spread them. Well, well, Timmy O'Brien post-match, which which would be one of his only post-match interviews on the field, I would say. Kind of impressive. Being the man at the moment. Yeah, well, well, he he had that to say. Basically, they're, they're working in straight lines. And they realised that as a group, and they wanted to turn that around. Some of the highest scoring blokes for Essendon were their defenders. I think mm. Ridley just had it on a string. He got nearly 600 metres gained. Yeah. And our highest, Will Day, mm. who was absolutely incredible, especially in that last quarter, his positioning mm-hmm. to impact the contest was just way beyond his years. So he got 536 metres gained. Yeah. And how good was it? To see him going around. Well, you just get a sense of it, really. Well, I was ready to move on to Mitchell, but yeah, we do need to. If we're talking about our young brigade, apart from Moore, yeah, Will Day, absolutely incredible. I mean, what's his his twelfth game? Insane. You wouldn't know it. Like he absolutely had a deciding say in this game. And there's something about Day, and I'm going to move on to Brockman here. Okay. Yep. Because Day's goal mm. when we were so. What's Ber- the... Bereft of optimism at one point. Uh, I mean, we were we were pitiful <laughs> before that goal, right? Yeah, true. Yep. And then Brockman, I think it's the third goal of the third quarter. Timmy's yes. kicked one. Dylan Moore's kicked one. Yeah. And he, that's a beautiful kick. Yeah. That's well, he's. You would have been up behind that, wouldn't you? No, I was at the other end. Oh, you at the other end? Yeah, unfortunately. But um, I got a good look of, of what it would be like to be behind that goal. Because uh, one of our listeners, uh, who I need to shout out, uh, Nick, and I'm not going to attempt the pronunciation of the surname because I will butcher it, but uh, he happened to be down at training the previous day 
he, he was out at Waverley and uh, basically had Brocky on the on the boundary line and said, "Oh, give us a give us a kick for goal, mate." And it was almost identical. Yeah. The, the two kicks, like from training to match day, and I've cut this together, folks. So at Hawk Talk Pod, if you want to check it out. The, the kicks are almost identical, and it is a beautiful thing. It's only a shame it was his second career goal. It would have been a beauty <laughs> if it was the first. Yeah, well, he had four scoring involvements. He okay. was part of a few chains, mm. and uh, I've noticed that he's got the awareness to shepherd and bump off the ball to provide space for others. Yeah. So he looks like... He, he's got that defensive intensity. I, I think it was the last quarter. Do you remember um, uh, Tom Mitchell? And we're begging to get to Tom Mitchell. I know people really want to hear about Tom Mitchell, but his tackle, Tom Mitchell, on uh, Dyson Heppel, I think it was. Yeah, Heppel, Heppel just stopped to a walk, especially yeah. when he walked off the ground <laughs> when he was meant to be manning the mark for Segler. And there weren't many Hawk supporters there, but of what they were telling Segler to get a riddle on. Just bloody go! (laughs) (laughs) A rare instance where you haven't got a statue in front of you. Just go, man! Uh, But uh, no, that that play with Mitchell uh, stopping Dyson Heppel dead, which is a brilliant tackle considering the speed of the play. In that little play there, if you go back and watch it, uh, Brockman... Some good defensive pressure. That that would be my recommendation, my homework for listeners. Go back and look at that play again, because I think we have a uh, Puopolo-esque gem in Tyler Brockman. Gotta say, it is so much nicer watching the footy live. Oh, yeah. You see so much more. Because Cozzy is aggressive off the ball. (laughs) Did you notice that? Yeah. He's just slamming open fists into the defender because he's too close to him. (laughs) At the risk of being all over the shop here, backtracking to Will Day. Oh, it's just excitement. The the experience of Will Day live, that's something else. I enjoyed that. I like seeing him go about his work. He's still tiny. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Doesn't matter, though. When you're good, it doesn't matter what size you are. All right. Tommy Mitchell? Tommy Mitchell. (laughs) 17, 17 touches in a third, finishing with five tackles, only two clearances, and nine scoring involvements with two direct assists. Hmm. What happened? Did they just light a fire under Tommy? or Just wasn't going to cop any crap anymore. It was, was incredible. He just flicked the switch. Yep. And um, there's been criticism saying, you know, he got 26 uncontested tested and they didn't man up up on him but get stuffed you want to be bucks yeah. you be bucks you know yeah exactly beautiful play for him i think it i think they only let him play the half of footy because he's been underdone hasn't he yeah I, I mean that was the thing where you kind of had to wake up to the fact at three quarter time looking at his stats and go oh yeah that's um that guy's had no pre-season <laughs> that's pretty good i mean you could understand oh he turns it on in the first quarter or the second quarter no he saved his best work to the third. You're not meant to be able to do that, Tiz. Now, Jager Amir did his darndest in that second quarter to yeah, have some influence. That's true. And uh, got nine touches, rounded out with seven in the third. But mm-hmm. he was a little bit further to the outside then, and he looked to be more dangerous. Yeah. Um, but we, we just can't go to water in, in the middle like that for long periods. This is a function of having a young side. I know Essendon were a young side, but mm. we're also, what do we have, seven under 20 games? I mean, we're so far away from our best 22. I mean, we're at least three players down. Yeah, and so, quality. Yeah. Quality players. And, yeah. and, and, and you know, they're. Um, I, I really enjoyed Tom Phillips, I've got to say. Yeah, he was good. He's good. He's slotted very seamlessly into this lineup. You haven't mentioned CJ. I was about to. I wanted to mention before, you're talking about uh, efficiency, obviously uh, T.O.B. the king there. Um, (laughs) But I I was very impressed with our disposal efficiency from our defenders who made up the bulk of the uh, best performing uh, players for disposal efficiency in this game. And C.J. was among them. And I think that's that's pretty uh, promising because I think... Once upon a time, that was a knock on CJ's game. That Maybe he wasn't the best user of the footy, but we can see that starting to change. Hardwick again backed that up. I thought if I had to choose two unsung heroes, I would say CJ and Hardwick, even though Hardwick did very nearly cost us the game. What about um, Burgers on Tipper? Yeah, well, it was a combination of Hardwick and Burgoyne. Um, I will admit, uh, the first bounce of the entire game, first siren, Burgoyne going to Tipping Woody, <laughs> that uh, that gave me a little cause for concern. Well, I, I fully expected he'd start forward. Yeah. Did you have any concerns over anyone? Anyone who might drop out of the side? 
Oh, well, okay, so that's the caveat. Concerns over people who might drop out of the side? I have concerns over Segler. I don't think he's going to drop out of the side, though. Right, he kicked the first goal. Oh, mate, he's very frustrating. He was pretty good in his contested possessions, but he's he looked so slow mm. in the centre bounces. Yeah. Just, uh, what about Impey? See, he hasn't had a great preseason. No, no. And his second quarter was very iffy. Yeah, no, he's uh, he's running a bit average at the moment, Impey. But I still, I back him in. I, I don't have him omitted from the side next week to, to take on the Tigers. Mentioning the Tigers, mm. intercept marking mm. um, is their go. Yeah. We are pretty bloody good at that now. Yeah, that's true. CJ's even getting free kicks for being blocked on his run for the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if you want, you can add into this lineup, and we'll talk about Box Hill later, but Scrimshaw you got yep. him fit and ready to go. So if you want more intercept marking power, if you want a different halfback look, he's going to be available too. Another player who might be in a bit more trouble than Segler, because I really do think that Segler stays in the side, regardless of how I think his form's a bit patchy. Um, Daniel Howe. Really? Yeah, I think he could very easily slip You've out of the side. you got Daniel Howe in the gun. Yeah. Well, you don't what? think he just lines up on Dusty next week? I think that's the thing that probably saves him. Yeah. If he stays in the side, it's very purpose-driven and very uh, role-driven to take out Dusty. And I do say pointedly, take out Dusty, because that seems to be the only way you can get around it. He's too bloody good. And they, someone has to do a Yates-style hit <laughs> at any given moment to, to have any impact on Dusty Martin. Now, we'll leave that for the grand final, Nick. Um <laughs> Daniel Howe, 19 touches, running at 84%. I don't see... By the stats, I look like a fool. Seven contested, 13 uncontested, seven marks, and uh, four intercepts. Only one tackle. Yeah, well, okay. Well, that's, Which, that's with his um, With his pressure points being pretty low, and mm. um, I think that's where he needs to be improved. He had five scoring involvements, Daniel Howe. Okay, all right. So I think, although he look, he, he sort of stands out, He's a bit bigger than the others. <laughs> but, but, Is that he, it? but he's not... Um, he wasn't a liability as far as I could tell. Well, let me put the question and back they, on and to they you. they did try to push him into the defence um, mm. to add a bigger body there. Um, I noticed a couple of times he provided room for Jager and Phillips. Mm. And I just like how Phillips can go anywhere. Yeah. Off the half-back line, <laughs> half-forward. That's by design. They've through, certainly tried him out. Through the inside. Yep. Not bad. Let me put it back onto you, and not in a salty way. I'm, I'm not saying that. You know, who would it? Who would it be for yeah, me? Yeah, who, who would you select to take I, out of this side? Old Jimmy, Jimmy Warple. Really? Oh, he had a dog of a day. Yeah, I suppose he I suppose he didn't have a great day, did he? No, he wouldn't be happy. Uh, Seventeen touches, sixty-five mm. percent, five contested, twelve uncontested, um, clearances, two, three tackles. Now, yeah, okay, that's Jimmy, pretty below Jimmy Warple. Here been known to put up double digits in the tackle count. Yeah, so yeah. I just think his intensity was off. A little bit disappointing. He won't be dropped, though, unless Cousins had an absolute ripper. Yeah, yeah, that'd be the difference. I'm not sure how Cousins performed, actually. Um, do you think, not that I think he deserves it or anything, but Burgoyne, any chance to slip out of the lineup for the Tigers? Uh, how many more games does he need? <laughs> I mean, they could just rotate him in and out, like one week on, one week off. They could do just that Just making the bloody medical emergency, mate. <laughs> I didn't think of that. It's perfect. Didn't you? No. The oh, best way, and well. One of I'm... our listeners said, re-sign Tucky, get the record back. <laughs> get the record back, who cares? <laughs> I mean, that's not the way you want to do it, but get him to 399, then just bring him back in. <laughs> oh, all yeah, right, we're going to talk about, about Connor. Yeah, come on, we've got to talk about Connor Downey, who was invited into the winner's circle to sing the song, which is nice. I'm all for it. But it, would it be enough? To, I'd like, be hollow. I would yeah, be. Yeah. yeah. Would it be enough to shake that from his mind? The psychology of it of like, eh, I'm not really part of this win, though. As much yeah. as you boys include me. I don't know. The five grand probably <laughs> probably get me over the line there. <laughs> you wipe your tears with dollar bills. <laughs> <laughs> oh look, it's a it's an anomaly, isn't it? I mean, it's, there have been other players to debut without getting a touch, of course. Yeah, Jonathan Brown being one of them. <laughs> so you're saying Connor Downey is already on par? Well, I think it's a better game, don't you? <laughs> it is, yeah. Flawless, as yeah, a matter of fact. Hundred percent efficiency. <laughs> <laughs> 
I uh, do feel for him, and I don't think it'll be long before we see Connor Downey. But I, um, the other bloke who's at the bottom of the statue suit is Ollie Hanrahan. And oh yeah, I thought he kicked a lovely goal. Very, very a fair bit of pressure on him too, and he nailed it. Just trying to think back to what his goal was. Set shot About forty-five down to, towards your end. Yeah, yeah. Set shot. Mm. Other than that, though, a bit quiet. Yeah, a bit quiet. Um, two tackles. So there is room in this lineup. I don't think Clarko's going to be going to mm. be. Uh, what's what? What's the word? Putting the pen away. No. There'll be some changes for Richmond. And Look, don't forget, we play on Sunday, and they played on Thursday night, so they got the recovery on us. So he'll, yeah, right. he'll probably take. You're probably right. Probably will be burgers making way for someone. What about your mate Connor Nash? Are we getting onto the VFL here? Oh, just if, we, if we're speculating as to the lineup that takes on Richmond, then oh, okay, I'm going to hit pause on that. Is there anything left to say about Essendon other than, oh my god, how sensational was that for? No, we'll, we'll come back to this. We'll come back to this. We're gonna we're gonna celebrate the win like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. I just want to show you what happened at box for Box Hill when they were okay. out at the hangar. First quarter, Essendon get off to an absolute flyer. Yeah. Kick five. Mm-hmm. We look pretty bad. And then the defence righted itself and the midfield started getting its hands on the footy. Yeah. And all of a sudden we kick I think it's fourteen to four. Really? I didn't realise it was quarter, that much. After quarter time? Yeah, you're talking about the comeback in the AFL. We did all right in the VFL as well. It's almost a bloody replica. <laughs> I guess it was. Yeah. It's, uh, of course, uh, Mitch in the box. <laughs> Maybe he's always, already pulling the strings. Maybe. Actually, you know how Clarko has that granite-like face. Yeah. doesn't show any emotion as he comes down to the ground. Yeah. Well, I tell you what. Sammy looked pretty peeved <laughs> coming back at the end of the halftime. So in defence, they have Hartley Blank, which is actually his name, and uh, excuse me, DGB. Yeah, okay. right. And they worked quite well together. Yeah, Scrimshaw running off the half back line. Cousins in the centre. Yeah, can I just say, strangely enough, Scrimshaw was named in the mid. Yeah, the head of the game, which is all right. Okay, they also Are we actually had, doing that. They or? also had Nash in the back pocket. I didn't hate it. But what they did do is this, and I want you to hear this because this, you know, what you do in the VFL ends up turning up in the AFL. That's why you do it. Yeah. Bowman, Jacker, Lewis, and Nash were all in the forward 50, mm-hmm. all being over 195 centimetres tall. Okay. And Reeves yeah. went forward as well. That is ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, someone has to take a mark or they're stuffed, basically. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, they're not stuffed. Because guess who kicks all the goals? Oh, yeah, Nash kicks the goals. Nash. I forgot. He plays small. Now, Nash got two, gave two away, but yeah. Morris kicked three. Oh, did he? I missed that. Saunders got huh. one as well. Yeah. Lewis kicked two. Oh, I tell you what, when everyone was coming to the party... I and tweeted, I said, gee, I wouldn't mind if Mitch Lewis could kick a goal. He kicked two about <laughs> five minutes later. And Reeves uh, Reeves kicked a very important goal in that first quarter when we looked absolutely shot. Yeah, right. Okay. So he's he's really progressing. I think so, yeah. By all accounts, he seems to be. So, you know, final score, Box Hill Hawks 79-111, Essendon 9-9-63. It's going to be good to get down and see Box Hill when the season finally begins in, uh, I think it's mid-April. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, gee, we we might be away. We might be in Tassie and miss the first Box Hill game. No, I think that's all right. I, yeah, I can I, live with that. Yeah, so can I. But I just I just wish they didn't coincide. But uh, having said all that, I think our first two games for uh, Box Hill are at Box Hill City Oval. Yep. So uh, look that one up, uh, ladies and gents, and uh, get down to Box Hill City Oval because this sounds like a team that's actually very exciting to watch. So apart from Cousins and Lewis sticking their hands up, Nash, mm. he did. A Tom Mitchell in that second quarter. Oh, come on. He did. He was the difference. 17 touches. <laughs> yeah? Okay. At a VFL level, he was the <laughs> difference. Uh, he kicked goals, he set them up, and uh, his physicality yeah. basically couldn't be matched. He hasn't done his chances any harm, has he? I mean... Well, we did get a question online. Yeah. Which was, uh, is Nash the perfect injury sub? It's important to note who actually asked that question as well, Tiz. Oh, well, that would be the Golden Years' latest interviewee. <laughs> was it him? Are you sure? <laughs> well, I don't know. Lee Matthews, 1976. Sounds like it could be him. Right, sounds legit. <laughs> yeah, that's the Twitter handle anyway. Uh, he could be a good sub. 
tall, fast, aggressive. I wish he was more aggressive. Someone else on there asked, uh, who's going to be the next bloke to run through people? You know, straighten them up. It's a bit strange, the old Essendon games without the physicality. Bit of a line in the sand pit rather than a line in the sand on Saturday night. <laughs> line in the sand pit. Well, I mean, it was kids, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that question came from Stewie Bro, uh, long-time listener. A great win given the things against us, umpiring decisions paid and missed, the commentary team, the ground the game was played at. The question I have is, uh, who do we have that can provide the grunt as in being a bit rough and tough at the man, i.e. unsociable, like Jordan Lewis and Luke Hodge used to be? It's not North, though, is it? So no. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think, you know, that, that role is a bit vacant, isn't it? He, Stewie Bro makes a good point, and who better than Nash, really? He doesn't seem to like the Swans very much. He's, remember, he was quite imposing that night. Yeah, the crash and bash of Connor Nash. I remember it well. So bring that back. Come back in the lineup. Bring back the biff. They'll do it with an Irish accent, and they'll probably get get through. <laughs> you have you have you heard what's happening with that uh, Easter Monday clash? This is this is big news. No, I, I legit listeners. I don't know what's happening. So this is a first. Well, Dangerfield's well. been sent straight to the tribunal. Oh, okay, you're referring his, to that. And yeah. his defence yeah. is, um, look, I've got to protect myself. When, yeah. I'm, when I'm hitting someone in the head, I've got to protect myself, yeah. right, by hitting hitting their head with mine. Uh, <laughs> that is that is part of the protective mechanism that, mm. that I've grown up with. So, um, well, so four weeks. Four be, uh, weeks for danger. He'll be... As, uh, <laughs> a name so apt yes. quite unfortunately it's a wonderful moniker uh, he'll be very well protected when he's watching from his lounge room <laughs> so he'll like that I, I've heard that he'll definitely walk away with at least two weeks which is great for us don't you think they're missing an opportunity though mm. they should have like a Judge Judy style <laughs> absolutely AFL yeah I would love it That'd Monday nights I'd Monday nights in. at seven the players are real <laughs> <laughs> Are the judgments final? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jared and Robbo presiding. <laughs> oh no! Uh... So Robbo could use that wig. <laughs> <laughs> so without him, we're looking fairly good. Oh, it's way too early to say. Way too early. I mean, mate, half time. I was so dark. Yeah, well, so was I. I mean, okay. I was looking at Norton four, maybe Norton five. Yeah, I, I got to admit that that crossed my mind because we do have a tough fixture, Richmond and Geelong. And I they, think it's fairly reasonable to say most people, even Hawthorne supporters, are looking at that, going, "Well, it's probably understandable if those are losses." Yeah, but also we looked listless. We didn't look like yeah. we cared. Yeah, and uh, that's the, that was the worst part. Yeah, definitely. So, 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 so my experience of that is. Where I was seated, which was level three, row A, and I don't do well with heights, so that was oh, already, that right? was already that. very jarring. <laughs> I was a bit nervous. I, I settled into it eventually, but at the time it was pretty bad. But the the place I was seated, the Essendon players were coming off the field at halftime, sort of right in front of me, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll never get sick of quoting that guy. Uh, so they're coming off the field, and obviously to rapturous applause and cheering, mm-hmm. and I just sat there. And I thought to myself... Tip the beer over the edge. <laughs> no, not quite. I just thought to myself, God, there's just no way it's going to happen. But I'd love for this to turn around and shut all of those people up. Oh, it just really <laughs> pisses me right off. <laughs> and then lo and behold, <laughs> they were well and truly silenced by the end. Now, a very pertinent stat. Mm. 25 freeze to 12. Yeah. And double on every line. Hmm. I asked earlier in the day on Twitter, based on the little bits and pieces of the season I'd seen. So I watched Thursday night, mm-hmm. a bit of Richmond Carlton. I watched a bit of Pies Dogs. I watched a bit of Melbourne Frio. So all these fragments of the season so far, and I put it out to Twitter. What do you think of the umpiring? And I didn't put a slant on it, but I can say now that I thought it was very average. I just wanted to see, what do people make of it? Well, in all the other games, apart from two decisions... One in the St Kilda game and one in the West Coast game. Mm. I thought they were pretty much... I didn't notice them. But in our game... (laughs) (laughs) Well, you care more, don't you? I do, but what was it? Seven to nil? Yeah, seven to nil in the first quarter at one stage. It ended up being 10-3, I think, to quarter time. And then it's four free kicks to two in the defensive zone. 
yeah. in the midfield is 16 to 8. Ooh. And then in their forward 50, 5 to 2. Yeah, they got a lot in their forward 50. Including that strange one to Hooker, mm. who forgot the ball, headbutted Sean in the chest, <laughs> and then missed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he looked shocked. Yeah. He, he tried to kick the hell out of it. So I've seen you before, Hooker. I'm not shocked. <laughs> and then he kicked one from the bloody boundary. Oh, yeah. I hate that guy. Oh. <laughs> so um, you were at the other end, but I got to see Timmy's pass inside to Phillips get touched. Nearly put my hand up for the ambulance. Tell you, my <laughs> tell heart you, was racing with that play. I tell you what, in general with this game, um, my recovery session afterwards, much like the players, was required. <laughs> uh, I've had scans. My heart is okay. <laughs> Just. What an initiation back into footy, hey? Back into live footy. Amazing. <laughs> like, absolutely amazing. That third quarter, I was so up and about. That goal on the line from Dylan Moore. Yeah, over, the, over his head. Absolutely livid if you're an Essendon supporter. If you can just turn it on like that, mate. Just just, yeah. just keep it on. Please. Because that's beautiful. You know, it reminded me that um, we had a few players out there that have had some good times at Marvel. <laughs> yeah. Tim O'Brien, Dylan Moore, Chengwath yeah. Jeff. And I think off the top of my head, I can't remember anymore, but they've won a premiership there. They, they know what it takes at Marvel. Don't worry about that. Dylan Moore had a very good game. I remember that. He did. He did indeed. Ollie Hanrahan, of course, as well. Yeah. You know, apart from that second quarter, we looked pretty damn good. Important to note as well, uh, and this is coming from an interview that Liam Shields did on SEN. Uh, a quote from Liam Shields here. Externally, everyone has written us off, but internally, the belief is very high. I can see us finishing the eight, and if we can get our full side together, challenging the top teams. Really? It seems unlikely, but I, I'm buoyed by the confidence that the group I seems to have. I can tell you what, he, he played like he believed, didn't he? Yeah. The final play of the night, the hmm. deciding play, Liam Shield runs out of the centre, oh, kicks to Tim O'Brien. Don't you do it too. Oh. Oh. We did it all night. Look, I like Richo on commentary. Yep. I do. Comparatively. I... <laughs> no, I actually think he's quite good, but that that has to stop. Someone called him out on Twitter. James, I think it was. Yeah, one of our listeners. Yep. Good mate. Bob going... Murphy came into bat. I wondered if you were going... From the clouds. <laughs> I wondered if you were going to go... Uh... Put, his, put his shining armour on, came into bat for Richo. Are, are they mates? Who... I have to presume they are. I'd have to presume that he's just trying to get cosy with Richo, really, because uh, Richo didn't need that. I mean, this is the thing. Both zero-time premiership players, they oh. have to have each other's backs. <laughs> I'm one. sorry. Hey. I'm sorry, but it's true. Don't be like that. One has a medal, all right? <laughs> I, look, people say I'm mean for pointing it out. No. No, no, no. It's you not, don't need to point it out. Everyone knows. It's not mean. Especially it's Bob. It's fact. It's reality. <laughs> yeah, Bob would know. <laughs> Might be a great guy, but I'm just here to report the facts. He's 100% not to Tilly O'Brien. Back to the main... Oh, back to the main point. Back to the main point. How did you feel when he lined up, reoriented his body, well, and went actually, for the snap? That was How too, did you feel in that? That was too far away from me. So you didn't notice. He was front I on. hadn't been a rap for Timmy most of the game. <laughs> so I had my head in my hands. Yeah, he was front on to my brother and I. So when he turned, we were both like, oh God, why? Just go the drop punt. You could just aim for us with a drop punt. You'll kick the goal. But, uh, I mean, all, all's well that ends well, eh? It was an unerring kick. Yeah. Well, he, he, he put he it straight through. Lovely celebration. He mentioned it being uh, practicing that exact kick at training. So, yep. again, another example. He's done a brocky. You uh, you play how you train. So. Oh, I'm so wrapped for him. If that if that changes, if that gives him the confidence, because he led the, the line. Yeah. He was, for me, in that forward line, he was the difference. It seems to be the key for Timmy. It, ha- it has to be confidence at this point, right? He opened the scoring after halftime, got the ball yeah. rolling. Yeah. Then he nails the, the final winner to win it by a point against our greatest rivals. That's got to count for something. We heard from Wiley at Hook Talk Pod. Not a question, but just wanted to point out how good the body positioning of Cozzy was to block his defender and allow TOB to take that last mark. Great sign from a guy in his first game to have the composure not to fly for that mark and bring his defender into the contest. It was good. Good discipline. Good team play. It was good. I was nervous because yep. he didn't go for the ball. It did what he needed I to. I could see the arm feet just itching to give another one. Yeah. But 
the um, what was it? Two thousand Hawthorne supporters would have gone ballistic, and yeah. obviously, you know, the umpire was afraid of that. It's going to be good to um, to have a home game this week. A lot yeah. more people, a lot yeah. more Hawks supporters can That's get to right. the footy. Yeah, um, twenty one. That's how many came to the Melbourne game. So, and a few of those were Freo supporters, obviously. Well, I didn't think they were allowed out. <laughs> but all I'm saying is, how many do we reckon Melbourne actually got to that game? Most of them. I mean, it's... But they were projecting 28,000. That's why they got to keep it. It's pretty poor. It's it's worse than that. No, it should have been moved. The AFL have had all of 2020 to show that they can mobilise when they want to. And they didn't want to. So I'll tell you what. Good luck, Melbourne. Don't turn up and watch your club. Because <laughs> it's a floating fixture, you dickheads. So you're not going to get any more good games this year. That That is... There was no excuse. I mean, of all the games of footy to turn up to... There's every incentive in the world. It's your first game of footy back since 2019. You're allowed to go again. Um, you've had ample time to schedule it in because the fixture wasn't released yesterday. And on the flip of this, Hawkers, if you want good time slots, yeah, turn up. Yeah, basically, yeah. That's, it, all, that's what'll do it. That talks. So we've had a sold-out game round one. Mm-hmm. Now we've got Richmond at the G. Yeah. That'll be well attended. Yep. Now we've got Geelong. Speaking of attendance, I think North only got 13,000. Oh, good on them. (laughs) Well done. A little bit of a pat on the head. Well done. Good work. so bad. We do have one team that is um, struggling a bit. Yeah. In terms of the franchise, yep. BFLW. Yeah, I think they're one and three. They are. They're one and three. They came up against the Pies, who are currently sitting second undefeated, Mm. and they lost 13 shots to three and were rather generously beaten three goals 10 28 to two goals 1 13 Mm. but they were never in that contest and um they need all the support they could get really the girls it took uh old captain meg to uh slot an absolute beauty that was a ripper from the boundary line yep so i mean she has a habit of doing that. She does stand up in these clutch moments. It really leads the way, which is great to see. But they do need the support. Um, I mean, that as much as you talk about like, well, if you want the good games, you want the good fixtures, rock up and show support. Well, if you want an AFLW team, um, show that you give a crap. So, of course, in the interest of fairness, our fixture doesn't allow for a home game to round six. But we're <laughs> up to round five, and uh, <laughs> Hawthorne are playing Carlton at Icon Park. At 2pm on Saturday. Well, there which you is go. a lovely There's time a, to go. That's a good one. A good location as well. Yeah. Either um, either the pasta before or the pasta after. That's, uh, that's the kind of thing. <laughs> uh, do you know when Box Hill are playing? I, trying to find... Well, they've fixture. got a couple. They've got a couple more weeks before they get into the uh, into the nitty gritty. Trying to find fixture information for, uh, for the reserves is, is proving a bit difficult every time I go and look. I think they haven't redone the VFL website yet because there's so many yeah. new teams and everything, but it is very frustrating. There's a lot of uh, 404 not found business <laughs> with this stuff. <laughs> yeah, but the, co- the coverage of the VFLW is fantastic as well. Um, if you ever tune in for the radio or watch YouTube streams of it, it's very good. And I think I saw Sammy at uh, at the ground yep. on the weekend too. Yep, he was there. So he's, he's getting around, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Busy. He's totally involved. Yep. It's almost like he's going to be the next senior coach or something. It's incredible to a bloke to have at the club, isn't it? Like yeah. Just watching him, because I, I did spend some time just watching Sammy on the bench in the second quarter to see how he was communicating. <laughs> well, it's better than looking on the field, mate, for that second quarter. <laughs> he wouldn't have liked what you were seeing there. But he's very, very uh, engaging with the players. Lots of hand movements, showing them exactly what he wants. All right, I've got a few questions here. Some of these we've already covered. We're, we're flying by the seat of our pants here. It's a bit of a loose one, as it's been. A very busy day indeed, Tiz. Yeah, how is your new place? Yeah, I've moved today. I moved uh, hours before this. I'm absolutely exhausted. I don't know if that's come across. What suburb did you... Um... Move to. I'm sure you could guess. Yeah, really? <laughs> was that a lifelong that, dream, is it? Put that little bit of a clue out there. Lifelong dream to live here, uh, live there? <laughs> <laughs> we heard from Al at Hook Talk Pod. What did you think of Connor's debut? All right, we'll just get that one out of the way. Well, we will move on. Very good. I just want to see if he can back it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's a question, isn't it? Is he any chance to actually play? 
Well, I don't think you can make him medical substitute again. You've got to give the kids some time actually playing because he didn't play in the VFL. It would be perhaps psychologically detrimental to have him as sub again, you would think? No, no, it's just a pure form thing, I think. I, I just, yeah, I don't like the look of it. If it were me and I was just forced to sit there for two games, two weeks in a row, yeah. I wouldn't feel very good about myself. Um, okay. Suckers. Bruce. <laughs> All these um, blokes developed with the vest on. It's a bit different, though, because yeah. you don't just sit there without being involved at all. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. It is different. And, jeez, I mean, Bruce set the benchmark, didn't he? Talk about a super <laughs> sub. Those are big shoes to fill. Um, do you reckon, I know we're going back a bit, but Connor Nash again. Yeah. Is he the impact player that you're looking for with a sub? That would be my only concern. Well, he you can put him anywhere. He, the point. Well, well, true. That does that does help his cause, but he's not exactly the type of player. He, he can go whole games without doing much, mate. I'm sorry to inform you of that. <laughs> so in terms of having an oh. instant impact, well, uh, <laughs> is that not a fair comment? Yeah, but, it, but I pre- feel with the new forward structure, <laughs> such a politician in that one moment there. <laughs> Speaking of pollies. The great comic in the, I think it was the Herald Sun today. I think I know the one you're talking about. Go on. Are you actually going to describe a comic? Yeah. A visual joke for you know our what? audio medium? It's got uh, Mickey O. What, what's his name? Michael O'Brien. Yeah. Seeing that Kenneth's got a team O line from, you know, so far back that he yeah. actually invites him to join his team. <laughs> How are we feeling about that? You, you must be delighted. Oh, these rumours have been going for ages, haven't they? Have they? Yeah. That, that uh, Kenneth's going to take over the Liberal Party presidency oh, here in Victoria. Yeah. Oh, you, you, you're not fussed? I'm not really that worried. Yeah, okay, fair yeah. enough. I, you, you know my thoughts. I'd prefer that he focus on one thing, but he was with Beyond Blue the same time he was doing Hawthorne, yeah? Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just about, I think. Yeah, I seem to remember there was a crossover. Anyway, look... I think it's pretty clear. Anyone who's listened to this podcast for a long time knows that there's a bit of a divide in uh, pro-Jeff and anti-Jeff sentiments, so we'll just move on. We don't need to retread that ground. Uh, Next question, also one that we've covered. We'll get out of the way. Uh, James, can we get a ruling on the pronunciation of Shields, please? I think I just nailed it. Yep. This one from the one and only Dancing Bear. Well, don't mind that. The one and only at Hawk Talk Pod. Who impressed at Box Hill? Can anyone muscle in? You know who. (laughs) <laughs> we're, we're tackling a lot of questions we've inadvertently fielded throughout this episode uh, who picks up Dusty this week do we think that's how Howe keeps his spot yep anyone else is there anyone else in the frame to try and curb the influence of well one of the brightest stars of well Howe and Shields will try to do it if they go to head with head to head with him it'd be a bit tough I don't we don't have anyone of that calibre there's not a good fit well I mean so. you either tag him or you don't I'd say not tagging him. If you tag him with how he takes him forward into the forward line, then you've got how and Dusty in the forward 50. Yeah, not great. <laughs> That's also a back line with Burgers down there as well. Yeah, I'm not sure Burgers is going to be up for that. We'll see. I, I happen to believe... He's made some of the best players look dreadful. Yeah, that's true. Continuing on with these questions, uh, where's the ceiling on CJ asks the one and only Dancing Bear? That is an excellent question. Mm. At the moment... No ceiling. No ceiling. He is getting... If he kicks that goal that he ran oh, into 50... Ooh, would have loved that. Jeez, you would have jumped out of your seat. Oh, probably, it, it's probably like, fallen into level two. I was going to say, you don't, you don't <laughs> jump out of your seat where I was sitting, mate. That's inadvisable. You must have been perched right on the edge. Oh, I hated it. And 18 bucks a time. I know. I paid for the privilege. <laughs> Jeez. That was dodgy, wasn't it? Well, apparently there was a free option, but in my anxious, tense state to simply yeah, but secure it's not a the default option. That's is right. My point. Yeah, correct. Yeah. It's not the default, so no wonder I didn't see it. But no, I paid eighteen bucks because I was like, "Look, there might be a way around." I'm this. not backing out of here. Yeah, I'm not clicking to a different page. I'm not getting out of the queue. I'm just going to go for it. And I'm glad I did, but yeah, should be free. I was a bit annoyed about that. Um, yeah, that that was really exciting stuff from CJ and. I'm noticing an improvement every time I see him play. Yeah. That's really exciting. And it didn't take long for me to get my wish of seeing CJ run down the wing. It happened but, a couple of times. But the um, the timing of the marks, the intercept mm. marks, the ability to pick and choose when to run off yep. and when to uh, maintain possession in the back 50. Yep. The, the sheer accumulation of his footy as well, I think, has increased. 
He's just he's finding it more than he ever has, and he's using it better than he has, ever has. And the speed means you can't really yeah. go with him. Yeah. No. Uh, beautiful handball, got it back. That sails through, my goodness. This next question, I, I, let's see if you can interpret I'm not quite sure what the one and only Dancing Bear happens to be meaning with this. Segler or Mitchell or Segler and Mitchell? Well, it's Mitchell Lewis, is it? I suppose so. I, Lewis probably wouldn't be pitching a spot from Segler, would he? Well, I think that's what they've got to think about. Yeah. I think uh, they need backup for whoever. If there's a Ruckman goes down, we can't be one Ruck. Mm. Okay? Yeah. And McAvoy was fairly effective dropping back in defence. Provides a bit up forward, though. It was a very good captain's goal right when we needed it. As captain's goals go, mm. that's a great goal. It was. He's just so big. <laughs> he is a big boy. You saw the ball coming in. He just... That <laughs> Essendon fella just hanging off him like a limpet. Uh, does Connor get another game as sub? Well, we'll wait to find out. Uh, we move on to... Uh, well, James actually had a serious <laughs> question that I overlooked. Uh, at Hawk Talk Pod, who is our most important defender in 2021? Is it Frost, Day, Hardwick, or Hartigan? Frost. I'm going to go with Day for this one. In terms of, um, I guess, the barometer and, and for supporters getting an idea of what are we doing? Where's the future coming from? Can we have hope? Yeah. Like, he's, well, he's, he's already done a lot to instill that, but I think Day is, is massive. Uh, yeah, as an attacking defender, but if you don't mm. have Frost in that side... Mm. Uh, all the matchups become very, very awkward. Actually, yeah, that's true. That's a point well made. This next question I want to read out, just because I like the phrasing of it. I will have to censor it, though. Uh, arriving virus at Hook Talk Pod. How did it feel being back in an AFL game, though, at Marvel and beating Bleep Bleep Essendon? <laughs> <laughs> it was a kind of ecstasy, wasn't it? It was amazingly normal. Don't you think? Was that your experience of entering the ground? I was, I was like, this is... It's fe- oh, I this felt feels, no fear. Yeah, this yeah, feels no. very normal. I'm surprised how... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I, like I said on the last part, I was just happy to have footy back. It was only when we looked like we were going to be shithouse all year that I got <laughs> really involved. You know, it brought me into it. I lost the sense that I was at a footy match yeah. and that it came right down to the every contest... Yeah. I was invested in after that point. I think we needed... I needed the wake-up call. Yeah. It was a good uh, good slice of normality. It, it was peculiar, though. I commented uh, on this to my to my brother as we're exiting the stadium. Um, obviously, just swarms of people. And I said to him, it doesn't feel like we're in a pandemic anymore. You wouldn't know it. But I wasn't anxious, if that makes sense. No, no, I just kind of... Did you notice that... Um... The first quarter took a while? Uh, as in, like, just time felt weird? Yeah. 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 And then the second quarter? Oh, God, that was a long quarter. <laughs> it's because they kicked so many goals. It was literally longer. And then the third? That was the shortest quarter we had. Time flies when you're having fun, mate. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be great on Sunday. Are you going? Yeah. Hell yeah, I'm going. Well, this is the thing. And this would be true anyway. After such an absence of live footy... I'm going absolutely everything I can. This question from Lee at Hawk Talk Pod. How good was it to see Will Day playing live for the first time? I was lucky enough to be there to see his performance, and wow, it was incredible to see a player who has played 12 games of AFL position himself in the right place so often, especially near the end of the game. Well, that's just classic Will in his 12th game, isn't mm. it? Classic. It's, uh... <laughs> vintage Will Day. Vintage Will Day. <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, I, did I mention it before? I'm not sure. Anyway, I'll go over it again. Um, it was Shields that delivered the ball to TOB. Yeah. But Day had a hand in that. He did. In the centre. Just worth pointing out. He's <laughs> a bit handy as Will Day. <laughs> this one is, I swear, it's not really related to our game, but anyway. Uh, Braddle Gill at Hawk Talk Pod. On a scale of zero to zero, how would you rate Friday night's commentary team? The commentary team was pretty bad. In the... In the Pies Dogs game. But I will say, cutting together the highlights of our game for the intro but package... What was bad about them? What, what do you mean, what was bad about them? Were You're, they going for the Pies, or...? You've got BT, for a start. Oh, okay. I don't think it has anything to do with the teams. The best commentary I, I saw on the Hawthorne game was um, Dermy finding out that we'd won after that being so far down. That was brilliant. He it was uh, too busy calling the uh, Sydney-Brisbane game, mm. and then they did that live cross to him. 
after the, after the fact and he learned what had happened and he was overjoyed. And he almost, you know, gave Jared one in the head, so that was another bonus <laughs> for me. <laughs> Not a fan of Jared. Oh, never have been. On the couch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm on the couch asleep. <laughs> <laughs> But he's never heard that one before. Uh, so, what are we thinking? Sunday, 1 o'clock, perfect time, get down there, mm-hmm. make some noise, Hawthorne home game. Uh, the John game's become a um, replacement game, of course. Oh, has it? It has. Okay. That's important to know. It's massive. Mm. It's going to be a great day. Um, what are we expecting from Sunday? Personally, not expecting a win, only because it's Richmond. Uh, I'd be happy with um, 20 points. Yeah, that seems about right. I'm excited to see what we can bring to one of the best teams in the comp. I mean, I'm, well, I'm excited to see the the uh, strategy. Yeah, well, I was about with to McCray say McRae against his old mob. That's true. Yeah, there's some good IP there. Um, God knows, last year we pulled out a win mm. on the G against Richmond. I mean, can we do it again? It's a drastically different looking side for Hawthorne, but um, it's been going all right so far. Win They've the practice a- match. Win the Pre-season, win round one. Yeah, well, target time has to stop at some point. Yep, I'm looking at that watch. It's ticking down. <laughs> Please, for the love of God, let it tick down. Well, it'll, you know, because he'll have his work cut out, so will Timmy. They're a much better defensive unit than Essendon were. There won't be as much space. Yep. So, much, much different form of the game. You know, I bring up the idea of um, trying to predict the outcome. Um, I don't know if you've heard the people lately. Well, it's been a bit deafening, Nick. Um, there was almost a change.org petition. <laughs> yeah, I must have missed that one. Um, yeah, you can have it back if you want it. Like, it's you, up to you. You're allowing me to do Mason's multi. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice of you. I'm going to save up oh, 25 I... bucks. And, uh... <laughs> so I can win it back from you. At the so end. you can win it back. Yeah. Well, it's so nice of you to allow me to spend my money again. Uh, you know, it's okay. You know, I'm generous in that way. I mean, it's not quite the same. I missed round one. So it's not really a complete season now. Let's just say you lost. Okay. <laughs> it takes me a whole season to warm up. <laughs> so I'm now down one week. I'll give you that loss. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, well, there it is. I guess Mason's multi is coming back. With a $2 special in the second week. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, maybe yeah, I could allow oh, that. That's got him harkened up. He's, he's yeah, raring to go now. I don't, yeah, I could even feel my physical disposition change in that moment there. Like, oh, hang on. It could be all right. <laughs> $2, oh, very big spender. <laughs> all right, we better get to some housekeeping before we wrap this thing up. Uh, complete season guide 2021 available now digitally, but also it's going to be available physically. We're getting copies tomorrow. Is that right? Yep. Copies tomorrow. Yep. Yep. A5 copies of the, uh, of the complete season guide for 2021, which you might've seen as advertised all over social media. Did you decide on a figure? Cause, uh, I know you're a bit frosty on the details. Very good, yes. It will cost you a Sam Frost. Uh, $8. They're going to be $8. And uh, we do plan on selling them physically at the game. So you can meet Nick. And yeah. some bloke with him you won't recognise. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, look, obviously we're going to advertise details all about that on social media. So, at HawkTalkPod on Twitter. Facebook.com slash HawkTalkPod. Uh, on Instagram as well. So if you're keen and you do want a copy of the complete season guide for 2021 that we released... Meet us at the ground. Yeah, meet us at the ground. We'll, we'll sell them there. You can purchase a copy from us and uh, that'd be really cool to meet some of our listeners. And it's something that we've poured a lot of hard work and our own personalities into. And uh, I, I, I hope... People seem to be loving it, actually. The feedback we've gotten has been super positive. So that's been really cool. Yeah, it's the start of a collection, isn't it, Nick? That's uh, You've got to get the collectors interested, you know? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, this is the second <laughs> annual Hawk Talk Pod uh, guide to the season. Uh, the first yeah. one to get a real run. <laughs> you are. Yes, it must be said. Uh, if you aren't making it to the game or if you just want it delivered, I think we, we do have designs of um, putting it online through some sort of online interface store you can purchase it from. So we'll have that all. Again, all of this stuff will be plugged by social media. If you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you'll hear about all this. So. Uh, just follow us on there. Keep an eye out. Yeah, so we've had a small run. 
let's see if we get rid of all. Well, that's basically it. Like, we're, we're, you know, just a couple of guys, just an independent podcast. It's just us. Um, so help us out, yeah. basically. The English soccer fan that did the printing was like, what's this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see if we can shift um, the number that we got, the, the very cautiously ordered number. <laughs> well, we don't know what people's demand is like, but uh, you can help us out. If you order more, I can make it cheaper. Uh, mm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe just the the copies that we ordered initially would be fine. (laughs) (laughs) All right, time to laugh at Tiz. Yeah, there is one last bit of business. It's it's not what laugh at Tiz. This is not about you. Just start playing the music. Let it fade over. (laughs) We have had a review here. It's a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you do enjoy the show, if you love what we do, jump on Apple Podcasts. Rate and review us there. It's an essay. This is an essay of a review, and I admire the effort. This is five stars from Gentle Young Goat's Cheese. Amazing. So, strap in. We've had one of these before. We do believe it's the same person. But nevertheless... Unless we're appealing to a very strange demographic. (laughs) It's possible. It's very possible. Uh, Let's get this show on the road, because it's a long review, so strap yourselves in. Great pod, with one small caveat. This is an excellent podcast. With the right balance of seriousness and intense geeking about the HFC against the context that it's just a game. Full of content, opinion and affable persiflage. Don't think I've encountered that word before in my life. Have I said that correctly? Do you know what it is? No, no idea. Do you think we should have Googled that earlier? Probably. Yeah. Could literally mean anything. And affable persiflage between the co-hosts. This podcast is a must listen with one warning for would-be listeners. Persiflage or persiflage is... (laughs) Is light and slightly contemptuous mockery or banter. Oh, that seems to fit. Well, that, I'm going to screenshot that. That's going to go straight into the old vocab. Figures <laughs> they straight to the pool room. Anyway, the review continues. Uh, the concern I have is with one of the hosts. Oh, wait, this is about you, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Sorry. Yeah. 2017 saw the release of underground Czech surrealist comedy Looking for Mitchie, which is the story of a cow moving through an abattoir is and it? shot from the cow's point oh of view. Oh, my God. Tiz is clearly the actor who, like Peter Sellers in Dr. Strangelove, played multiple roles. Brilliant film. Whilst most of my friends like his turn as the heartless administrator, checking the brands and ear tags of arriving stock, I find his role as the janitor washing the slops out of the holding yard to be both compelling and sinister, almost Hitchcockian in its execution. I preferred the Caramela Koala one. This is juxtaposed... Oh yeah, the review's still going. This is juxtaposed (laughs) with him jauntily whistling the HFC theme song. We should have kept this for the Patreon. (laughs) Do do people want to pay for this content, you think? (laughs) Anyway. I don't want to hear it for free. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got me there. But, but we've come this far. We have to finish it. Otherwise, you know you know, people will demand it. If we don't finish it now, they're going to want to hear the rest this of This is week. how pay TV works. Oh, dear. You give them crap as long as they pay for it. This is juxtaposed with him jauntily whistling the HFC theme song as the cow protagonist shuffles past him, his fate sealed. The first time I listened to this podcast... That night, I had some very bad dreams involving Alistair Clarkson and Jeff Kennett in an abattoir with Tiz comparing wine tasting notes. <laughs> you don't know, listeners, how close this is to Tiz's actual real life. Anyway. Or dreams. <laughs> talking about icy stream pebbles, pastiches of stone fruit, and cut grass. Obviously, if you've never seen this movie, you'll be okay, and I can recommend the podcast unconditionally. If you have seen Searching for Mitchie, then just make sure you don't listen to the podcast too close to your bedtime. It's not on IMDb. I did my research. Oh, sorry. You think this is all real? Oh, I did. Well, the thing that is real is five stars. Yeah, there Thanks you go. Thanks very much, uh, sir or madam or non-gender specific. I don't know how you identify. You've simply... You're gentle young goat's cheese. I can't attach a gender to that. I'm not going to try. No. Thank you to the individual. <laughs> More succinctly put. Well done, Tiz. Uh, and one last bit of housekeeping. We mentioned it before. Um, Patreon.com slash HawkTalkPod. Uh, that's where you go if you want to support the show. Uh, sling us a buck or two or really decide the tier that you want to sign up to. Uh, there's various subscription tiers. Uh, look out for the one where you will actually get all of our bonus audio content 
plus a digital version of the guide. So if you came for the guide and you're just fine with it being a digital copy, that's probably the best way to access it is, right? Jump on board, support our show directly, and you get the guide. Everything we've done for bonus audio content before, that's it's pretty darn good. Now, I know you opened the show with it. McAvoy's come back to the umpire. So you want to close the show with it? I guess we haven't talked about it, have we? I mean, literally, <laughs> we haven't talked about it. <laughs> it is one of the few literallys I enjoyed, because that usually, you know, annoys me. <laughs> what I liked was in that moment... Uh, Hamish McLaughlin on commentary called it one of the greatest comebacks. It is. I thought the team put together a pretty good comeback, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that'll do it for this week. It's been the Hawk Talk podcast. Back to a weekly schedule, if you don't mind. It's good to be back, back in the saddle, and especially good after such a sterling win. Here's hoping we have the same next week. We are a happy team at Hawthorne.